Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you're at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you, John, and welcome to today's podcast. Friends, I'm so glad that you took a few minutes today to tune in and listen to the podcast because I've got a very exciting guest here today, an old college mate of mine, Brian Roschenberger, and he and his wife are here in the studio today. We had uh, breakfast at Bob Evans. It was good, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, nothing like Bob Evans. We can't ever get together without having some bite to eat, can we? (laughs) If people could see us, they'd understand that, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, But it's so good to have them, and you are going to really enjoy what they have to share today. And not only today's podcast, but next week's podcast as well. You want to listen in to part one and part two. Uh, Brian and his wife, Jamie, they live in Jackson and Kentucky. He's a pastor there, and they pastor at the Mount Carmel Community Church. Is that right? That's right. Great. And he's also the assistant administrator of Mount Carmel School. Yeah. Now, Doc, I can hardly say that. Yeah, who could believe that I'd be administrator <laughs> of a school? <laughs> Folks, I do believe in miracles. I'm just yes. telling you right now. Oh, go back to the days when we were all in college, and it, it just amazes me how we all ended up where we are today. But it's a joy to have you, Brian. It it's really is. So here, glad Mark. that you're here. So we've got several things we want to try to talk about, and we want to hear some wonderful stories. Um, so first of all, just kind of tell us about this new ministry, because you just moved there back, I believe it was June, correct? Yes, that's right. So tell us about what you're doing down there and about Mount Carmel and about um, all that's going on. Well, about uh, many years ago, in 1925, um, there was a lady by the name of uh, Sister Leila McConnell, mm-hmm. who was a, she was a student at Asbury Theological Seminary. Okay. And she felt led to go out into the eastern mountains of Kentucky and start a school mm-hmm. and do some church work. And uh, make a long story short, God led her out there. She had to get back up in there where the present school is. She went up in there by mule and had to wade through rivers, and they didn't have roads back then. And she went wow. back up in there and uh, was teaching children school and doing ministry on the weekend as doing churches and starting mm-hmm. churches. And uh, Mount Carmel School was developed that is just an amazing historical ministry. It's mm-hmm. been gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll soon be celebrating 100 years of ministry at Mount Carmel wow. School. That's incredible. Yeah. And you think about so many schools that are no longer in existence that started back during that time. And it's That's really, right. it's a miracle what how that was all, not only was it birth, but the fact that it's been sustained all these years. So what else are you doing there 
in the area. Tell us a little bit about the church and about what you what you're trying to accomplish there, and and what it's like living there in the beautiful mountains of Kentucky. Well, it is absolutely beautiful. The wonderful thing is uh, that the people are what makes it even more beautiful. Yes. It's a mm-hmm. it's a different lifestyle than in many places across America. It's more laid back, mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. country, mountain folk. We we love that. Reminds us to of a lot of the areas mm-hmm. where we've spent our ministry, and I'm sure we'll talk about. But uh, that's the main thing. Uh, but we are pastoring the Mount Carmel Community Church. It is a mm-hmm. church that's there and and works um, with all the local community. We are on the campus of Mount Carmel School, mm-hmm. and also Kentucky Mountain Bible College mm-hmm. is right there, and a lot of their students attend our church as well. But our main goal, and when I came, I said you know, one of the things that we determined was we didn't just want to be a campus church. Right, right. We want to get out into the community. Mm-hmm. And that that name, um, Mount Carmel Community Church, is on purpose mm-hmm. because we want to be more than just a campus church. We want to be into the community. And that's where we're putting our emphasis. Yes. And so far, God's helping us to accomplish that. Amen. That's great. That is, that is great, Brian. Well, you know, one of the things, the, in fact, one of the main reasons we're bringing you on today is because I'm holding in my hand uh, a book entitled Lessons in Faith, A Missionary Couple's Journey of Learning to Live by Faith in Every Facet of Life. And this is a book that you have written, and I'm sure Jamie has helped you as well. Now, I just want everybody to know, Jamie's here in the studio, but we're not giving her a mic, so <laughs> so you got free reign here, Doc. Yeah, I'm I telling you, this is incredible. That, yeah. But you you wrote this book, and it's coming out when? When is it coming out? It'll be out within weeks, okay. uh, probably three weeks. At the most two to three weeks, I will have a 1,000 copies in hand. That's great, great. Well, tell us about the book and why it is that you felt it on your heart to write this book. Well, um, my wife and I spent 20 years ministering in the country of Haiti as missionaries. And um, through those years, we speak at missions conferences, revivals and whatnot. And I would tell some of the stories of faith that God Uh taught us while we were on the mission field. And uh, many people had asked us about writing the book, and then mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours, Dr. Mark Smith, is really right, who put the right. fire under me mm-hmm. to write the book. He um, told me that I needed to get it done. Uh-huh. I had started on it, and when he did, right after COVID kind of settled in hard on us, I was trapped down in home in Florida at that time, and so I started writing okay. and while I was at home, and I finished it, and... Um, didn't know anything would ever happen of it, but I finished it and I sent it out. And and uh, Harper Collins Zondervan wanted mm-hmm. to publish it, and with through their Westbow, and they they wow. So they took it on, and so there that's where we headed. Wow, that's great. And uh, last night I was reading through some of this book, and it it's a it's not a lengthy book; it's just over a hundred pages. But it's one of those kind of books when you start it, you really can't put it down because there's one exciting story after another uh, in this book. Lessons in faith. So what do you hope this book will do as it goes out? Because I'm really going to encourage all of our listening audience to get a copy of this book. What do you you really hope this book will accomplish? 
What I really hope is that people understand faith better. Uh I think uh, that I want people to understand that God has faith for whatever it is that you're facing Mm -hmm. in life. And that's what I show throughout the book, different times and Mm -hmm. facets of our Mm -hmm. life. There have been times when life has been victorious, where Mm -hmm. we would ask God for something and by faith, God would provide it, whether it's financial, uh, physical or whatever. We saw God moving. Mm -hmm. We saw Mm -hmm. God saving. We saw God delivering and um, providing and we thank God for those times. Right, but right. we also have been in times when we were going through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And what I found out and uh, is that God has faith for us there. It's not Amen. maybe That's the right. exact same mm-hmm. type of faith, but yes. And there's also times we go through pain and mm-hmm. God has, again, faith for us. So it doesn't matter what area or what facet of life you happen to be going through. Mm-hmm. God has a faith to help you if you put your trust in him. And really, Mark, hope for the journey, mm-hmm. hope and faith are so intricately tied, oh, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Absolutely tied, tied together. together. So mm-hmm. a person is looking for hope in the journey, faith will give you that hope that right. wherever you are in life, that's great. that there's hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on this podcast, Brian, is because there are just a lot of people out there who are literally hungry for hope. They're, Absolutely. They're in situations where they feel like they don't even know if they have the faith to believe anymore. And you're right. Sometimes we have those experiences where God answers prayer in a heartbeat and amazing things happen. And then for whatever reason, there are times like Job when we struggle through the dark, long valley and the dark nights of the soul. And I know you and Jamie, your life, you've had all of those kind of experiences in your life. Yes. And I don't know if anybody who could write this book would be more credible to write a book like this, Brian, than you and your wife. And so I'm just thrilled that we get to push this today on the podcast. So tell us a little bit. I think that people would love to hear about uh, your call to the mission field. You were a missionary in Haiti. You were a pastor, and you were pastoring successfully, a growing church, and then all of a sudden, boom, uh, you sell out everything you have, and you move your wife down to Haiti. Tell us, tell our listening audience a little bit about what that was like. Yeah, back in the late 90s, uh, my wife and I were pastoring up in northern Ohio, a wonderful congregation, which we absolutely loved. And uh, matter of fact, the day we left that congregation, it was like a funeral. We just absolutely loved them. The church yeah. was growing and moving forward. But God had clearly given, not just I, but my mm-hmm. wife and I both, a clear call that we were to go to Haiti as missionaries. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. went, and uh, what we spent a year on deputation, we went down, and one of the things was when we went there, uh, we were so sure when we left to go that God had called us, and we went. We had went out and done our due diligence and raised Mm -hmm. uh, support, and we get to Haiti. While we're there in the first three months, we were expecting $2,700 a month support coming Mm -hmm. in the first Mm -hmm. month. It wasn't even a 
barely 100 and just a little bit more than that and about 300 and some the third month. I mean, we were hurting. Wow. My bills in the States were taking up more than that. And I was ready to say, man, I got away from God's call and I left this church and what have we done? What have I done to my family? And it really was Jamie who grabbed a hold of faith at that Mm -hmm. time and said, Brian, we both know that God led us here. And I'm going to fast and pray. She uh-huh. said, you're working and you're doing, I want, we were down one meal a day, literally. Wow. Rice with some sauce over it. And uh, we had nothing else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had bills that were behind here in the States. And she went to prayer and she came to me and she said, how much do we need to uh, get ahead, one month ahead, to have a reserve to pay all our bills, and then mm-hmm. to take care of a couple needs that were on the mission field. Mm-hmm. So I gave her a, a, a figure, and uh, we calculated it all out, and uh, she said, well, I'm praying for mm-hmm. that. Well, that was an astronomical figure, and I said, I don't know if we can... I, okay, we're praying. <laughs> and uh, I was praying, the kids were praying, yeah. Jamie was fasting many uh-huh. meals and uh-huh. praying, and when the time came, the printout came from the States, again, God showed us. He brought in fi- exactly to the penny $50 over what she was praying for. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. That wow. was, it was clearly, yeah. clearly gotten our parents, the mission uh-huh. um, organization we were with, none of them knew what we needed at that moment. Right. Only our family, Jamie and I and the kids, yeah. and God, and mm-hmm. God met it. And I tell you what, I remember ripping off that report as it printed <laughs> out, running down through yes. the jungle of Haiti, the little, down under uh-huh. some banana trees, yelling and screaming as I showed the family. We danced around and cried because God. God had showed yes. us he truly yes. did want us in Haiti as missionaries. Yeah. What a wonderful way that God validated to you. That's right. That you were in the right place. Absolutely. But it was not without a severe time of testing in your life. And in, in your, it made me think, too, of the where Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, when you pray, go into your closet in the secret place to pray, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly because yeah. he knows what you have need of. That's right. Even before you ask. And... Probably this was a way of setting the pace for what was going to be ahead for you throughout life, because I'm sure, and I know, this wasn't the only time you were going to have to trust God in, in times when, when it seemed like there was maybe very little hope right. for what was going on. So you were in Haiti, and uh, what maybe from the book, maybe there would be a story you might want to share from the book or even something maybe not, that's not in the book, but tell them, the listening audience, something about from that time in Haiti, maybe one of the stories that really stands out to you. Well, probably, um, you know, we went through a couple years, several years of ministry being met needs. I mean, we were praying in for churches to be built, for schools to be built. Uh, God was meeting all of those needs. We were praying in. Everything we did was by faith. Every trip we took was with prayer. Every morning, we never left. We were, you know, Haiti, especially back in that day, was the devil's playground, yeah, I should say. Right, it was right. a, uh, voodoo was rampant in a lot of the areas where we had mm-hmm. ministered. And um, 
I remember one time we were we were there. We weren't there very long, and I heard some noise outside. Mm -hmm. And I went, and we lived in a little uh, Haitian mud house with wooden shutters, and there was gaps around the wooden shutters. And I looked out through the gaps because I heard some noise out in our yard, and there was a fire. Someone had built a fire out in our yard, right in our backyard, right 25 feet from the house. And they were dancing around the fire, obviously having a voodoo ceremony of some sort. Wow, it's amazing. And, you know, I remember standing there and feeling quite apprehensive. Mm -hmm. I it wasn't, they didn't have this in Northern Ohio where I was pastoring. So <laughs> they didn't I, have this back in Mayberry, did no, they? they no, they didn't. No, no, no. No. This is a whole new world. And we didn't yeah. learn this back in Bible college no, together. No, this is how you <laughs> combat voodoo ceremonies in your backyard. Yeah, they didn't give us that class on how to combat voodoo yeah. and witchcraft, did no. they? Yeah. So here I am. And I was like, wow, you know, and I remember praying and uh, saying, God, give up, protect my family. And, and yeah. next morning we got up and thank the Lord, the girls and and the, uh, Ben and the, my wife stayed sleeping. There was a Haitian boy that had a room right off of our house. And he, the next morning, said, did you know they were out here? And I said, yeah, and we went mm -hmm. out. We saw the fire mm -hmm. where they had had the fire and they had attached some ribbons of certain colors and some chickens feet and everything to our house oh to try to put the neighbors told us they're trying to put a curse on us to get us to leave i said <laughs> well we're not leaving we knew god had led us there yeah but yeah. that's a little different than what we're used to but again god helped us he gave us the strength to stay and uh -huh. gave us the fortitude we needed to meet every one of those and god time and time again through those early days, mm -hmm. through those first several years, met the need, and we, we saw faith move in our lives victorious. Amen. But then, the, like you said, the time came where faith, we, need, we learned some lessons about faith. Right, right. Uh, to make a long story short, we went through a period. It started with a trip back from Port-au-Prince. Okay. I was coming down the northern mountain called Pilboa, with a uh, vehicle loaded up with many thousand pounds worth of uh, construction equipment, and I lost my brakes coming down off of there. And frankly, I don't have the ability to come off of that mountain 70 miles an hour with a 22-foot trailer and get all the way down a switchback wow. road wow. mountain with no guardrails, 300-foot yeah. drop-offs in some areas, and I made that trip the whole way down with no brakes, mm -hmm. praying the whole way with a converted witch doctor, Gabrielle, sitting mm -hmm. in the passenger seat with me, crying out to God. And uh -huh. we made our way down through there. And uh, you have to read the book, but almost wiped out a whole tap, tap load of people. And we get to the bottom. And I mean, we... We lived, you know, uh -huh. it yeah. was God. Right. And then we had that. And then one thing after another. And then Tuesday after that Saturday, we come and my daughter was hit by a truck and her pelvic yes. bone was yes. broken in two. Her uh, liver, the doctor said, was like an egg that was thrown on the ground. She had to be life flighted out with Missionary Flights International. And the pilot talks mm -hmm. in there in the book mm -hmm. and, and how all of that. And that was, again, God did come and meet he gave that plane for the first time this pilot said he's ever seen it, tailwind going to Haiti and a wind tailwind coming back to the U.S. Again, it's in the book. I can't take time to go into all the details, right. but God performed right. miracles. But here's our daughter. 
We went back in for another trip to a team coming in, and our son comes down deathly sick with what's called hemorrhagic dengue fever. And it's a it's mm-hmm. a fever that from a mosquito bite that attacks your platelets in your blood. Wow. And your platelet count, his platelet count should have been like 150,000. It was down to 15,000 at one time, and the doctor called me out. So I got my daughter mm-hmm. up in a room. Mm-hmm. I got my son down in isolation. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's wrong with him. They call, me, they call me out. The doctor calls me out, and he says, Mr. Rauschenberger, you need to, you need to know that we could lose your son tonight. He could slip into a GI bleed or cerebral hemorrhage at any moment, and there's nothing we can do about it. I tell you, when that that hit me. Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. And I'm saying, God, I'm praying to you. Right, right. Give me faith. I've lost my faith. I've got two of my children in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I, I'm losing my faith. Right. So I go down to a little chapel at the St. Mary's Hospital mm-hmm. in West Palm Beach, Florida, I go back into that little chapel and I find a Bible and I turn to the faith chapter and I'm reading through the faith chapter Mm -hmm. and I read that first part of the faith chapter and it talks about all these overcoming by faith and victorious and, and you know, their enemies fled before them. And I said, God, what's wrong with my faith? But then I kept reading and I felt God's presence so special, Mark. Mm -hmm. Wow. As I felt God come into that chapel and speak to me as I read on. Uh-huh. And there was another group who also were recognized for their faith. Yes. They were mm-hmm. tormented, tortured, cut in two, thrown out to beasts, etc. And he says, and these all through faith. And I said, God, I never saw this before. Mm-hmm. And God came so real and said, Brian, sometimes I give a victorious faith, and you've seen that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I give you a faith to endure. Are you willing to go through anything if it brings me glory? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if that meant I lost my son. I said, God, give me help. Mm -hmm. I determine whatever you bring our way. By faith, I will trust in you. And I came out of there not understanding, not knowing where we were headed, but knowing God knew where we were and God was going to meet the need and give us the faith we needed to endure through it. And he did. And thank the Lord, we did eventually. Both children came home and uh, were with us. And But we that wasn't the end of it. We had more. We had a immediately after that a... how fire in the house broke out and it was wow. just one thing after another. Yeah. But then the time came where those times went away and we then, the time of testing was through and God gave us faith yes. in that facet of life mm-hmm. to get through all of that trials with faith in God. Amen. That's hope for the journey. Yes, that's hope. That is. And I hope today that listeners, as you've been listening, that you have felt that God has spoken to you through hearing Brian share uh, his testimony and to share some of these incredible stories of how God saw him and his wife and family through some extremely difficult times. And that might be where you are today. I'm certain that as this podcast goes out, that there are people today, and you in particular, and you're going through something that you just wonder if you have the faith to hold on or not. Well, I just want you to know 
that we are praying for you, even though we don't know who you are or don't know your name, that today we are praying for you and that God will sustain you and keep you. Please listen in next week for the upcoming podcast. We're going to do a part two. We're going to hear more from Brian about his book and about some of the stories that are part of this book. But we thank you today for listening to the podcast. May God bless you. And remember that there is hope in Jesus Christ. He is the hope who is the anchor of our soul. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and would like to know more, follow us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey or send us an email at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us again for more hope along the journey.